see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say What's going down? It's your boy Dre back again with the Fuck This Shit Podcast. We start the pod off the same every single time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the interaction with the social media. Likes, shares, comments, all of that shit. Thank you for all of the <clears throat> DMs, all the all the shit y'all done reached out to your boy. All the fucking memes y'all send me, nigga. Stories you send me suggestions quit all of that shit thank y'all that shit is dope i appreciate it it uh it makes it feel more like a communal thing and i really fuck with that you know um uh if you're not already following the social media platforms you know fts podcast on facebook at fuck this shit pod on everything else instagram twitter and reddit if you're not already following the podcast on your listening platform please do so so you'll get the notifications when we drop new hot shit uh, new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays On Fridays or Saturdays No, it's on Saturdays, I'm sorry y'all On Saturdays, paid subscribers get an additional episode You can subscribe for $4.99 You can do it because you want to hear the extra episodes You can do it because you want to support the podcast You can do it because my birthday's in a few weeks But it doesn't matter, that information is in the show bio You just click the little link Give me four ninety nine a month. You know what I mean? I know, but you know, uh, on that. Why are we talking about that four ninety nine a month? I want motherfuckers to know because I don't have people reach out to me like on some. You know, once I get my shit a little bit more right, I got you. Da 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 da. Y'all, it's no pressure. It's literally nothing. Like I ain't gonna say it's nothing. Don't get me wrong. It's gonna be the foundation to which this, you know, what I'm saying, content creation platform is built. So obviously, uh, that four ninety nine is immensely, immensely helpful. I love it and I appreciate it. But with that being said, nigga, I didn't had something come out of my account that was only four ninety nine when my account wasn't quite right, and that four ninety nine didn't cost me thirty two ninety nine. So I feel you if you ain't got it right now, or if you got nigga, I, I, look. I know I told y'all I don't be looking at these gas prices, but what I do know is that I've been having a twenty every day, nigga. I'm 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 really about this life. They can't have more than twenty in my dollars, but I work kind of far from home and I be having shit to do. I had to take my mom to get her wisdom teeth pulled the other day, and it's always something. And living in this big ass fucking city, I always got to drive across the damn earth to do some shit. Nigga, twenty, 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 twenty every day, twenty, every twenty, every twenty, nigga, every day. Every day. That is a lot of money. That is, that's a lot. So, just know that I feel y'all. You ain't got the four ninety nine. It's really nothing. But if you do, thank you. We appreciate that shit. I'll put it towards a good cause, I promise. Um, Man, I actually am recording this on Wednesday night. And I had started to record this earlier. But y'all, I don't know, man. It's just the pre-record shit. I'll do it. 
because it's a necessity, really, because sometimes your boy be tired and you just don't have the energy to do the shit. But it just don't got the same bounce to me. Like, it don't have the same vibe. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I just kind of shelved that shit. I wasn't really feeling it. I didn't. Mm, I didn't. I don't listen back to the podcast really all. Sometimes I try to so I can find like different parts to like cut up and use for different stuff. But to be honest, I don't be knowing what the fuck, man. Y'all be messaging me the funny parts of the podcast. I'd be shocked. Like, man, I'm glad y'all was laughing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, listen, the podcast wasn't supposed to be funny at first. Niggas kept telling me how funny it was. And then I realized like, oh, okay. It's funny. Like, okay. (laughs) Whatever. Well, I don't give a fuck why niggas is listening to it. Like, that's just like, that's just like what I found out while I was getting pussy, which I never really did find out. I never cared. I never cared. I always thought, I was like, man, I'm I'm chubby. I'm a fat boy. I'm not going to be able to get no hoes. And I, I always just managed to, I never really went without nothing. I was just like, man, this cool. I don't, it might be the same reason. Maybe it's the jokes. I don't know shit. They have to ask them. I never did. I never once did. I think that'd be kind of corny. Do niggas do that? Like niggas get some and then be like, so what made you decide I was the one? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I've been watching this new BMF shit. Shawty gave this nigga some pussy in the ad. In one of the episodes, he start asking her questions about why she told that nigga, if somebody give you $100, you start asking a bunch of questions as to where it came from, and you just pick the shit up. Like, you know, me, I'm going to pick the $100 bill up ass nigga. So, I don't know, but the point is, you know, it's, a, it's I don't, I, I can't, I don't listen back to the podcast, so it's not like I can quality check my shit by listening back to it and being like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what they like. I really just got to be in that zone I gotta kind of just get in my bag you know because I mean honestly my bag is so big I could live in that bitch let me stop but it it so like I'm I'm gonna draw I'm gonna get a shirt made of, of just a bag and you gonna see like some eyes looking up out the bag you know what I'm saying and that's gonna be me because I stays in my bag you know what I'm saying <laughs> is this what happens when you have your kids young your dad jokes be like a combination of some young shit and like some courty shit. Is that what's happening right now? Whatever. Fuck y'all. Um, what else going on with me? I haven't been drinking since the Chili's incident. Uh, I made a decision that I'm not going to drink until my birthday. So because I just, um, you know, I was really fucking drunk. When you get so when you get so drunk, you steal the little gaming thing from the the homie hit me on Twitter talk about this nigga at the crib playing plants and zombies. I just stole the little electronic gaming thing from Chili's. You know you too lit. And I be thinking about should I take it back? But I'm telling you, bro, that hamburger ass manager, fuck her. I don't want to do shit for her. I hope she gets in trouble. She's not. Cause they're not gonna even they that man and Houston's so ghetto. I'm probably not even the first nigga to steal one of them bitches. It, man. Anyway, that's cause that's cause I got an uncle that's half crack. 
So like I had that was like that was the that was the crack in my bloodline coming out. I did some crackhead shit and stole it again. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh man. Uh I was sick, y'all know from one of them, I don't remember which episode it was. It might have been the bonus episode. One of them episodes I recorded, boy, I was sick as fuck. Like, <coughs> I wasn't sick as fuck. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> That's gross. I wasn't sick as fuck, but like, I was just stopped up. Like, I couldn't breathe out my nose. I was out here sounding like goddamn Van Lathan and shit. It was bad. Um, and that was like last week or maybe four days ago, some shit like that. I don't know because I've been so consistent with the product. Episodes on episodes. Not playing. Let me, I've been patting myself on the back a lot today. You know, I've been, uh, let me chill. Uh, but um, now I feel way better. It's just, I don't know if you've ever been like kind of sick for a day or two. And then it's like that last like day or two where you absolutely not sick no more. But your body is still just like, yeah, but you remember all that shit that was in your chest? Like, it's not all gone yet, nigga. And I guess that's because I got chronic bronchitis. So anytime I get sick, I get the whole bronchitis thing with the wheezing and the can't breathe and shit. But I don't even, it's one of the things, you know, as a man. I said I was going to do a whole episode about this, and I might, I might not, though, but whatever. As a man, like, truthfully, once it gets to a certain point, you're not going to the doctor for anything unless it's your dick. And that's why we be dying. I'm not going to say that that's not why we be dying, straight up. But real talk, we just don't, we just don't be going to the hospital, bro. And I got asthma. I'm supposed to have, I have insurance too. I haven't had, it's been times where I haven't had insurance, but I have insurance right now. I could go to the doctor for the low. I think for $10 or some shit like that. I haven't even picked my primary care physician, y'all. I'm just chilling on it. Like, should it be cool? I feel all right. But the whole point is, I should probably, you know, since I know that I kind of got that little light asthma, and that bronchitis, that flare up when I get respiratory illnesses, I probably should have been going to the doctor during the height of COVID. You would think that a nigga who had, you know, but I'm a man, you know, we just don't do that. Y'all, it was probably like four or five months ago that it ended. It was happening for like, so maybe let's say nine months ago. I started getting this pain and I felt like it was like in my left shoulder. I was like, man, my left shoulder, like it just starts getting tight and it just hurts. And then like, I don't know, maybe a month later, it's happening like not all the time, but when I do, like if I'm like, if I'm washing dishes, every time I start washing dishes, it'll start happening or just like sometimes randomly, but not every day, but you know, multiple times a week, it was hurting. After a while, I was like, man, I feel like this might actually be my heart and not my shoulder. But I didn't tell nobody because I was like, if I tell somebody, this is the first time my mom is hearing about it, y'all. If I tell somebody, they're going to be like, you need to go to the doctor, blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't have time for that. I have to go to work and I'm tired. Maybe that's why. Maybe I've cracked the code as to why men don't go to the doctor because the doctor take too goddamn long. If the doctor could be a little bit faster with that shit, 
then maybe a nigga will have the time to pop up and be like, could you check my shit out and make sure I'm good? But they be like, okay, well, you come in here and then you wait for an hour. Don't be late though. You be late and they be looking at you like you a dickhead. But when you get there, they got you waiting for 30, 45 minutes before you even go to the motherfucking back. Then you go to the back. The doctor don't come back there for another 30 minutes and the doctor look at you two or three times. You tell him what's up and he be like, all right, I'm gonna send you to another nigga to wait some more. Like, nigga, what? Listen, y'all. I went to the doctor for my ankle in Ohio. Because I had insurance. And I was like, I'm going to go. Like, it's hurting me so bad. I'm going to just go. Fuck it. I went to the doctor. Then the doctor sent me to get an x-ray. Because of that long-ass process I just told y'all about. I'm waiting here. And then waiting for you. And then you sending me here. And then I'm waiting there. And then waiting for something else. And then I got to get another appointment to come to you. To tell me what the motherfucking x-ray said. Y'all, I don't even know what that x-ray said. My, my ankle stopped hurting. And I was just like, it's cool. Like, I never even went back. I got a whole, I paid for a whole x-ray that I never even know. I don't even know what it said. I don't even care, bro. Like, y'all niggas be, and do my ankles still flare up from time to time and start hurting? Certainly. But fuck it. I got my day back. These niggas be acting like you just got all these extra days. And nigga be having like one day off. And on my day off, you like, come sit up here in this cold ass office all day. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. Because at the end of the day, what you trying what I'm what I'm risking it to get is that you're gonna have me spending so many years of my life sitting in here trying to stay alive longer. I'd be better off just going out and having fun with the time I got. Hell. But anyway, so the whole thing with my chest, you know, that shit went off for a few months. But then it just went away one day. Like it just stopped happening. And that shit hasn't happened in months. So I figured whatever it was, it might have been a little clot or something in there, but it worked itself on out. You know, sometimes you just got to shake it loose. You know, I tried to. That's when I was in the gym heavy, for real, for real. Y'all wouldn't know why I was in the gym like that because a nigga thought I might be dying. So I was like, I'm about to go get my heart help. But see, that's what happened. See, I got my I got my nigga strong. My heart was in there a little weak. So I started going to the gym, got, got my nigga to pump it. I was doing them stairs and shit. You know what I'm saying? And one of them days, it was do-do-do-do-do-do. And it pushed that clot all the way out of there. We've been, we been all good ever since. I quit. I also quit going to the gym, but that's for the same thing for the time. But, but I told y'all last episode, a nigga been back remotivated. So I actually, I've been, I got me a little regimen that I'm, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to talk a lot about it. I'm going to just keep y'all informed that I'm still doing it. I'm sore right now. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm done playing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I had I was I had said this before in a in the in the episode that I that I had pre-taped that I decided I wasn't gonna use. Um you know, I, I I'm I'm sure I've talked about this at some point. I was fat in high school. I was like two eighty, something like that in high school. And then after high school I dropped a good amount of that weight. I, I actually got down to like 200 195 some shit like that at one point but that i'm that lasted such a short amount of time when i was that skinny because my family started calling me a crackhead again i was like god damn but then you know also i think i just really started to to like get my money up that's really what happened oh no 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 that's actually crazy now when i think back about it i was losing all of that weight because I was cooking 
and I wasn't really eating out, and I was just at home a lot, really. And I was drinking and kicking it with my friends and shit like that or whatever, but, like, nothing really crazy or whatever. And I think, I don't know if I told y'all before, but the way I eat, I'm not a snacker, really. I really only eat meals. So if I don't have time to sit down and eat a meal, then I just won't eat nothing. I'll just wait until I got time to sit down and eat. So I was young and doing a lot and shit. So honestly, that's probably why I wasn't eating that much and why I got all skinny. And my family start calling me all skinny or start calling me a crackhead. Start saying I look like a crackhead because I was all skinny because that's what black families do. We've talked about this before. But then I got hooked on them zannies and zannies make me eat. And that's when I started to gain the weight back. And then my family stopped thinking I was on crack, but I was actually strung out. Like I was actually using drugs almost every day. Like on a highly addictive basis, but I wasn't skinny anymore. So niggas was like, oh, he's fine. So there you go. That goes to show you not to judge. But the reason why um, I had brought up the whole gaining weight, losing weight is that for most of my life, I've been overweight. You know what I'm saying? And when you overweight for your life, like your goal just be to not be fat no more. Like any nigga who ever been fat, I'm certain that this probably feels about the same for women. I don't I don't know. I don't see why it wouldn't be. But any nigga who used to be fat will tell you that like not being fat no more is all they ever could dream of. Niggas was never even most niggas who used to be fat don't even be dreaming of being swole. They just be dreaming of not being fat no more. Niggas don't even be caring what the not fat be. Like, as long as I don't have to turn sideways to get through shit no more and be all embarrassed and shit and motherfuckers looking at me and shit. Like, nah, man. Like, I'm not really... I'm not fucking with that. So... Um... Once I got skinny, I was just excited to be skinny. I was like, hell yeah, nigga, I'm not fat no more. Like, fuck y'all. My clothes fit. It's easier for me to find clothes, like all this other shit or whatever. But then a nigga had to, then a nigga, I told you, it was really my homegirl, bro. Like, she posted that shit. And, like, I know her personally. So I know, like, all she really did was just, like, start taking that shit seriously. Like, it wasn't, it ain't no magic. It ain't no, it ain't no secrets to it or nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, she just started taking that shit seriously. And I was like, man, I got to start taking that shit seriously. Because in truth, I'm going to tell y'all why for real. Because she's already fine as fuck. I was like, she's already bad as hell. She didn't have to do that. And she did anyway. And and I'm like, okay, I got to I gotta do right. Just because, honestly, when you, when you see other people do stuff, to me, when I see other people do things and I'm impressed by it, if it's not something that's outside of my own abilities, then why wouldn't I want to do that too? Like, I'm not necessarily doing it to impress other people. But also, like, I think you, like, un... I think you're not being genuine to yourself if you... I feel like you're not being honest with yourself if you want to say that how other people view you doesn't matter at all or even i'll even give you a better example if how other people view you isn't in some way a like useful metric of how you're doing you know what i'm saying like you can't live and die on what other people think that's absolutely not what i'm saying but if everybody you know think you a fat fuck then like maybe you should lose weight 
You know what I mean? Like, if everybody you know think that you're a narcissist, then maybe you should start thinking about other people. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So, I feel like that's got to be true in the positive sense as well, right? If you see, like, everyone, or not even everyone, even if you just see how you look at other people, I, even that, even with negative things, they say that a lot of the things that you see negative in other people are really just like a reflection of what you see in yourself. I think what I'm saying in this is this is kind of like more on a positive level of I've seen something in someone that I want to see in myself. You see what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's attainable. Why not just do it? That's my mentality towards a lot of things. Even kind of like the podcast and shit. I listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts and I don't want to be famous. Because I have super bad anxiety and I don't want to be around a bunch of people looking at me and shit. But at the same time, it definitely take a little bit of arrogance to think that motherfuckers give a fuck about your opinion about shit enough to put it out there and tell other people to go spend an hour of their time listening to it. And then to consistently put the material out. At some point at my root, I've got to feel like y'all give a fuck what I think about shit. Or that people give a fuck about what I think about shit. And that people would be willing to listen to this shit. And in a world where you can, in a capitalist society where you got to monetize anything you can monetize, I would kind of be stupid to not try. Right. And then it also does something to me on a like personal level, on an emotional level where it's, it's like, it's a sense of accomplishment to get it, to get it done. It's a sense of appreciation to see other people find value in something that you've done like it may it's like you get pride out of that when you see other people get value out of something that you created i have to listen to podcasts while i do things podcasts and, and music are almost interchangeable for me just depends on what i'm doing sometimes i rather listen to music other times i'll listen to a podcast and sometimes it just depends on the day there's times where i will work out and listen to a podcast and not music there's times where i'll listen to music and not a podcast my point is though is that i use the podcast that I listen to as a tool to help me through things. So honestly, that's why I start the podcast with thank y'all for all of the shit that y'all do involving like really just being engaged with the podcast because I know as somebody who consumes them, it's not as light as, oh, this is my homie. So I turn it on. You know what I'm saying? It can't. It can't be. Motherfuckers who don't listen to podcasts don't understand. And maybe that's why I have such a deep appreciation for the people who listen to this consistently. Because I listen to other podcasts consistently. And I know it's hard to squeeze them in. Sometimes you feel like you don't get behind on the motherfuckers. Especially the ones that's kind of long. You got to find time in your day to listen to the whole motherfucker. And now I'm giving y'all all this content as fast as I'm giving it to you. I know. It's like actually having to squeeze something into your day. Into your life. And... I don't know. I just have it. Like I said, it does. It does give me a lot back. I get a lot back off of y'all off of doing this. It's not just it's not it, 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 the money. Damn sure. And I, I will tell y'all right now. I think I have I have not made four hundred dollars. I've not made any profit off the podcast today. I'm just talking. If you just want to talk about net money that I have brought in because of the podcast, it ain't been four hundred dollars in three years. Now, granted, that hasn't been my primary motivation. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not trying to make, I'm not, that's not like boo-hoo, give me money. That's not the vibes. I'm just saying that that's not why I'm here. That's not why I'm doing it. Now, 
now that I think I've made that kind of clear too, as it evolves and as I feel like my ability to handle this space evolves, I definitely do now start to feel like this is something that I need to actively monetize. But even that, it didn't start for the money is the point. Like, I don't feel like it got to this. It, it ain't, I don't feel like it, it ain't no way in hell I would have kept doing it this long if it was about the money. It, it takes a lot of time and energy to do this shit. No one helps me with any of this except for the help that I get from keys here and there with with the with the musical shit. And that that help is monumental, by the way. I don't mean to put it like, you know, that little help that he give me. That help is big. But this this really a one man band. I'm I'm doing this just, you know. Cause I fuck with it. It's fun as fuck. You know, when I was in a, I took my associates is in psychology. Um, and I took advanced placement psychology classes in high school. Psychology is kind of like what I'm most interested in. And then even my major is in basically social services. Uh, so, or not my major, my bachelor's is basically in social services. So it's like, I've taken a lot of psychology classes. One of the things that they say is, that there are a few things that like really make people happy. Um, doing like small things, like uh, indulgent things are like the least, it gives you the least amount of happiness and it lasts for the least amount of time. And it is like being good at something is like that second tier of happiness. That's why like people find like such joy in being good at their job. Being good at the end of the day, that that's kind of just to give a play back to fuck the bosses cuz it's always that. That's kind of why you're a shit manager if you can't get people to enjoy their job because people are actually wired to enjoy their job. All you got to do is make them feel like they're good at it. And it will actually give them something back. But it's still not enough to like really maintain a person and they say that last thing is actually um the the feeling you get back from doing something for other people so i think is why people are so big on having kids because a lot of people don't understand how to give a fuck about someone who they don't have like a direct responsibility to i'm curious if people who don't have kids fill that void with like that I, they kind of do if you see the way they treat their nieces and nephews a lot of times like they like real uh protective over them um but uh I don't know. I got I got on a real tangent there. Uh, I got on such a tangent. I don't even know where this started, y'all. We done got to from motherfuckers don't go to the hospital to we just been all around the world and back. <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, I just like I say always, I appreciate y'all for being in this motherfucker. Um, and I'm actually super glad that I scrapped. The other thing and came back with this. This was a, a much better vibe. I just, I fucked with it. I hope y'all do too. It felt, uh, or feels, I don't know. Feels like a very genuine exchange, even though I'm the only nigga talking. That's the weirdest thing about doing a podcast with one person is that I almost have to assume what y'all are going to think on the other end to like formulate the next idea. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. My nigga. Like, I got to like picture y'all being like, yeah. Yeah, or maybe even being like, I don't know about that, my nigga. And then I'd be like, oh, but, but see, just think about this point. <laughs> it's a fine art. It's a fine art. But 
we do got to stop because I do got to get an ad in because at the end of the day, I got to get this bread and I got to get my little penny off Spotify. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all, we're going to go to a quick break and we'll be back with the full episode. Okay, y'all, so I don't know if y'all have heard about this, but today's episode is going to center around a story that popped up on my Instagram today. And I'm not going to lie, the story kind of makes me look a little bit not like an asshole. See, this is why I want to talk about it, because do you ever be trying to defend some shit, but you don't really know enough about what you're talking about? So maybe the points that you're making are just assumption. That's where I was at with this one, I feel like. And... I'm not saying I feel like I was wrong, but this really kind of puts into question some things. And what I'm talking about is the idea of transgender people competing in the sport that they identify with. I think that's the way to put it, whatever, of the sex that they had. And so like transgender women competing with the girls, transgender men competing with the men or whatever. My original take on this was like basically... First of all, I was like, I mean, well, what they have to do to transition over is like, I would feel like it would be changing. It would it would change enough about you that you wouldn't have the same competitive advantage that a man who didn't go through those things would have, right? Um, but I be honest I don't I ain't no shit about that really I was just guessing and then also my other real big thing was just kind of like if you did win like if you was if you used to be a man and you trans and you and now you was a woman and you was like just beating the shit out of the women I feel like yeah even technically you might win but people it would be like an asterisk like motherfuckers would be like it'd be like the home run title in baseball you know what I'm saying where it's like yeah you won but I mean and not to be insensitive, but in this case, I'm not saying how, uh, you know, uh, you won, but you really do. You know, like you like you didn't win because you was the best woman. You won because you used to be a man. And that's I feel like that's how people would feel. But I also was like, I don't think that's really going to come up. Blah, 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 blah. Today on ESPN, I see this this story. I'm going to just read you all the story. It says Leah Thomas, a transgender swimmer could make history at NCAA championships. Uh, Leah Thomas swam for the University of Pennsylvania men's team beginning in 2017 and 18. After her freshman season, she shared with her family that she was a transgender woman. As a sophomore, she placed second in the Ivy League champions in the men's 500, 1000, and 1650 freestyle events. After beginning home hormone therapy in May 2019, Thomas competed sparingly on the men's team her junior year. Thomas began swimming on the Penn women's team in the fall of 2021. So this is two years, just for help, help for timeline, this is two years after she starts hormone treatment. Uh, Thomas began swimming on the Penn's women's team in the fall of 2021. Her first opportunity since 2020-21 season was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. At that time, an NCAA policy in place since 2011 permitted transgender women to compete in the women's category after completing 12 months of testosterone suppression. In December 2021, 
Thomas swam the fastest times in the nation in the women's 200 and 500 freestyle at an Ohio meet. Two months after, at the Ivy League Championships, she won three individual events, the 100, 200, and 500 freestyle. When Thomas joined the women's team in the fall of 2021, the NCAA already was reviewing its policy for transgender participation. In January 22, the NCAA announced it would adopt the eligibility policies of national governing bodies. Uh, On February 1st, 2022, USA Swimming shared a new policy requiring transgender women to present evidence of no competitive advantage to an independent panel and to maintain a testosterone level below five nanomoles per liter for 36 consecutive months. This standard could have prevented Thomas from competing in the NCAA championships. On February 10th, 2022, the NCAA announced that it would not adopt new swimming new. It would not adopt the new USA swimming standards for the 2022 championships, clearing the way for Thomas to compete with a one-time test showing testosterone levels below 10 nanomoles per liter. She could become the first known transgender athlete to win an NCAA division one championship when she swims the 100, 200 and 500 freestyles. Okay. So, I know that was a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. Okay, so, first of all, I feel like, okay, we, I don't know about we all, because there's plenty, there's obviously a shitload of people who do not, but I personally completely respect whatever you feel you identify with, if that's who you are, or whatever. But, just from reading this story, I feel like I got a little bit more clarity on what what could happen here. This is absolutely a situation where a motherfucker could juke the rules. Like this is a situation where a motherfucker who don't mind, who I mean, I don't even want to say don't mind, but I'm not even gonna cap at you. This one seemed a little this this seemed like a nigga who switched to the girls' team to win. And I know that that sound fucked up, but I'm just, I don't know. And I'll put it to you like this. I'll blame the NCAA because what it seems to me is that the standards of the of USA swimming are much higher. And I feel like that kind of clears the way for this to be taken a little bit more seriously. I actually feel like the way that this was allowed to play out does more damage to the transgender communities, like pursuit of equality than it does anything. Because when you see the pictures of Leah Thomas, she still looks like a nigga. Like I'm not even going to cap like physically. She still looks like a man. Like she doesn't really have like female body characteristics yet. And I don't know if I don't know how to I don't know because it's I'm not saying that Leah Thomas doesn't uh I'm not saying that Leah Thomas doesn't actually identify as a woman. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that even if Leah Thomas does identify as a woman, it appears to me 
that she is intentionally using the benefits that she has from genetically being born a man to dominate in a woman's sport. And I say that for a handful of reasons. Number one, because what transgender woman do you know who doesn't go through hell and high water to look more like a woman? Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, even physically, physically, I've never seen a transgender woman just be swole as fuck. But I guess, like, and I'm processing this through with y'all in life. Like, that's why on a cool you would never be able to cancel a nigga who never who never felt like he knew everything. You could just come to me and tell me at some point I was wrong because sometimes I be thinking in the, in the middle of it. Maybe I am wrong about it because, I mean, there are women who want to be swole as shit. And if you a woman and you want to be swole as shit, that don't make you want to be a man. Right. But it's just like, man, sometimes I just feel like you got to know what shit look like. I don't know. And if you really want people to respect you on a certain level. Then And I'm not talking about the community. I'm talking about Leah Thomas specifically. If you want to be respected on that level, in my opinion, you got to kind of do more to make it seem like you trying to play on even playing field because it just don't appear to be that to me. And, and I'm not even saying that she, that she made this decision to get the competitive advantage. I'm just saying that she realizes it's there and she's okay with it. And and also, that's why I say I put this on the NCAA, because I'm making all these assumptions about what this girl does or woman or whatever would or would not do or did or didn't do or her intentions and shit. But if this was under the other rules, I wouldn't have to guess because she would have had to prove in front of a, a neutral body that she did not have a competitive advantage. And her and her testosterone levels would have had to register a lot lower for a longer period of time. The NCAA rule is like you just got to show up one time and test low. Like you can take. I'm certain they have medicine that can lower your testosterone in the short term. If that's not what you're doing all the time. And I'm not saying whether or not she is or isn't. But I will say that that's what it appears to be. And because of the way the rules are, it looks that way. And that's going to that's gonna make these far-right mother. I, I know Tucker Carlson is going crazy right now. I don't even have to look it up. I know that nigga is somewhere turning red, talking about this is what's wrong with the leftist agenda. And they say that it's not going to make a difference, but blah, 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 blah. And sometimes, bro, this is the way I put it. Let, let me tell you, transgender community from the black community, uh, a pressy to a pressy. Sometimes the optics mean more than you want them to. Like you, it, it shouldn't matter what it look like, but it do. It does, and you gotta, you can't give the motherfuckers a reason to say that you cheating or that you not really, you know, within the bounds that you said or whatever, because that's exactly how they gonna take it. They gonna be like, you know, uh, <laughs> basically, you should have. Uh, <laughs> you you trying to get over on us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want us to feel bad so that you can get over it. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. So, but one thing that I thought was interesting, though, is that I don't know shit about swimming, but I think it said at first when it when 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 she was a man, I guess, when before she started identifying as a woman, uh, she was running, uh, not running. She was swimming the, um, let me see. I got to pull it back up real quick. Cause I want to get the numbers right. She was swimming the 
1016 freestyle. Now she swims the 100, 200, and 500. And I'm just curious if all that hormone treatment and all that stuff has had a negative impact, but it's like an endurance thing. Like she can't keep going the way she used to, but still she got like that initial boost. That's just more than those other women can generate. So it's like on them short, on them short joints, I'm out of here, but I really don't know. And, 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 and that's also kind of the thing too. I don't necessarily think that my original position on this was wrong. Um, a lot of, what I was saying initially was no matter what happened as far as a competitive advantage was, uh, people would not accept that as if you're not born a woman and you beat all the women who was born women, motherfuckers is always going to remember that you wasn't born a woman. And I don't, I don't know that that's fair or unfair to be honest. I'm not even here to make that, that judgment. It's just, it's just reality though. Everything in life ain't about, you hear it a million times over in a million different ways, but everything in life just ain't fair. Everything ain't about fair. So when it comes to something like this, it's like, mm, you could win, but will people ever really look at you like a winner? Is that a society issue? Maybe. Yeah, but I'll say this. I don't really stand one way or another as far as Leah Thomas, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if I'm watching a Leah Thomas swim me, whoever gets second got first to me. I ain't even going to cap. I'm not even going to cap. And I think that the onus should be on the governing body of the sport to make that not the case. Like It's on the NBA to make sure that we believe that the NBA is competitive. It's not on me to believe that. You know what I'm saying? It's on to it's up to the NCAA for me to believe that the NCAA is fair and competitive. And if there's a concern with that, then they need to address it. Cause I feel like USA Sports did properly address it in a way where it's like, I would assume that those numbers are based in science and that an average woman's testosterone doesn't lie over that five nanomoles lay uh um what's the word? Uh level. I would assume that much. And this, I'm going to just go ahead and say this. Just because there are a large amount of people who do things for the right reasons, it does not mean that there will never be anyone who does them for the wrong reasons. And just because there are people who were born and just never felt like they identified with the gender that they were biologically assigned, it don't mean that it's not just some people who just want what other people have, bruh. Like, not even in a... It's... I I don't think that the transgender community is like an assault on womanhood or anything like that. But I do think that it's fair to say that... It's not fair to the women who work their whole life to be the best at something for a man to jump in last minute and decide that they a woman too. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be some level of like unfairness to this two women as well, right? I mean, okay. 
I wouldn't want to have to all of a sudden if, if it would be like if you took all the underprivileged schools and you were like, OK, we're going to take the top kid in your class to college for free every year. And you like bet. And they like, but we also going to drop a private school kid in here with y'all just for good measure. So y'all all got to beat him, too. Like, yeah, like possibly we could like, yeah, maybe there's a kid in the, in the school who's so smart that they can fuck him over, too. But he does really have a lot of built in advantages that none of us have. And it's a little fucked up that we all got to compete against each other. And I don't know. It's all at the end of the day. I get so confused by this because it is all just a fucking game, though. Like these niggas is just swimming. Like at the end of the day, these motherfuckers who's jumping in a in a body of water that motherfuckers made just so niggas could go play swim in it so they could see who's the fastest. Like it is like not actually anything big and relevant about any of it. So it's to me, it's like whose big deal should it not be? Should it not be such a big deal that if you decide that you want to transition into the sex that you weren't assigned? That you can't compete with it. You have to compete with your biological gender. Is it not fair to transgender people that they can't compete with their with the with the gender that they identify with? Or is it not fair to people who are genetically women that they have to compete against people who were born men? And and at what level does like the not fair not really matter because it's at the end just a game, you know? I don't know. But what I do know is that the conversation around this doesn't stoke much of what's happening right now which is just really like a gentle probing into like what's going on there's no there's i hope y'all have have peeped in this and this is why i like to have conversations like this out loud and truth because i don't know everything about them but i just want you to notice like all the different points that i'm able to look at this from without coming with any hate towards anyone because it ain't no hate i got questions oh i got some questions you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, am I long-windedly saying that really is a nigga out there swimming with them girls? Yes, I am. But I am aware that that's mad insensitive to a lot of people, so I need them to understand where my heart is with that. I'm not discrediting everything that there is to being a transgender person. That's not it at all. But in this instance, looking at this transgender woman, in this sport, what I see is someone with clear advantages dominating women and when they broke up sports into sexes it wasn't an identity thing it was a it was a fairness thing it was done to make the sports more competitive it all sports would be co-ed if men wouldn't just beat the shit out of all the women like every once in a while if, if women's swimming was co-ed every once in a while you would see a woman a woman who could compete with the slow men but it would be forever if you ever saw, I think I feel like the only sport that could truly work co-ed is tennis or golf. I don't not even golf. Women are women are handicapped in golf. They can't they can't drive as far. And it, this is a fact. Tennis though, I think Serena could fuck one of them niggas up. I don't think tennis. I don't think it matters. I don't think that men are so much faster or stronger. In that short of burst, I don't know. I would have to. I would actually really like to see that. So if I'm sure you could know. If somebody knows, reach out and let me know. Is tennis something that you could play co-ed and like really like the top man versus the top woman be competitive? I I believe so. Is why I'm saying this. Um, but <clears throat> something like swimming, track, things like that. 
I don't know. I just feel like if you want to ensure that people get treated fairly by everyone, I think it's important to make everyone understand that they get treated like everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a black person, the biggest detriment to me, in my or not to me, but in my opinion, the worst thing that can happen as far as a white person potentially supporting something for my community is them somehow feeling as though this gives my community an, an, an advantage that they do not have. Anytime that anything is framed in a way where it's like, yeah, they want to give these handouts to these people. It The issue is not that it's being handed out. It's that it's being targeted to a certain community. So anyone who's not getting the handout should be should be furious. Because note this, when they want to give out money to poor people, there's all this opposition. When they wanted to give out checks to everyone during COVID, it wasn't too much pushback on them checks. Oh, niggas was like, oh, I get one too. I get some charity as well. Well, certainly I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas, 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 niggas tune change up a little bit when, you know, when it be like that. So that's kind of my, my major issue with that is that, um, you know, you just got to make it seem, you got to make it seem fair. It's stupid. It's dumb. And I know motherfuckers be like, I know motherfuckers hate to hear shit like that. Like, oh, you got to, you got to pander to people who don't really give a fuck and don't understand. And da, da, da. But it's like, we live in a world, we live in a country with like 450 million people. Motherfuckers is out here crazy. Like we have all of these rules and laws and institutions and shit like that because niggas be out here wilding. Bro, think about all the jobs at your, all the rules at your job. All the dumb rules at your job. Go ask the oldest nigga at your job why that rule exists so he can tell you about the dumb nigga who was throwing the glasses in the trash instead of washing them. Or, was, you know what I'm saying? Like, the motherfucker who they found out was licking his fingers and then touching the fruit in front of the guests. There's some goofy shit that happened that now everybody got to do this dumb ass shit. That's what it's like living in the world. That's why we got all these rules and all this shit because it's all these people who got to be policed and when you keep that in mind, you got to think all these people got these different opinions, these different views, all this different shit. How do I get them to think that helping me is not going to fuck them? You know, how do I get them to think that I'm not a threat to their lifestyle, to their livelihood? And it's, I feel like Advocates for a lot of marginalized groups will say that it's not the job of a marginalized group to prove that they should not be marginalized. I would retort with you are correct. However, the people marginalizing you do not agree. And they have all the power in this instance. So it's kind of like you have to you have to. That's the world. That's the world. It's just, it's it's bullshit. It's gay as fuck. Sorry, not gay as fuck. Oh, I've been doing so good. Whack as fuck. But I just feel the same way. And I say all that to say, as far as the transgender community is concerned, I feel like just like 
the black community has to make clear on a regular basis that we don't all support, you know, senseless murder and drug use and uh, sexual predators and, you know, like that we have to like constantly like put up this upstanding like, oh, look, some of us are better than that. Like, you know, have like a a general stance as a community that like, oh, no, we don't actually support that. Y'all are going to have to do that, too. Like within the transgender community, y'all are going to have to like define your lines. And, and like what what do you what is what do you advocate for in a situation like this and why? Like are there where, where is your where is your line? At what point is someone taking advantage of? OK, here's the point that I was trying to come to the long time. See, if y'all stay with me this this long, this is the see, this is why I be running through my thoughts out loud. Just like black people have to police other black people because like we don't accept that shit from outside. I'm saying that the transgender community needs to figure out what we need to do with Leah Thomas and get back with us. Do that make sense? Like, I feel like what I what I would like to see more of is the world taking its cue from the black community about issues within the black community. Like kind of let us let y'all know what it's talking about and then be like, oh, OK, yeah, they said this nigga's not shit. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, honestly, we're too quick to do that. The black communities be so worried about what motherfuckers think that we'll knock a motherfucker off the boat before we even know if he did anything wrong. So if y'all could just get a system of determining when motherfuckers need to be kicked off your boat and let us know, then I feel like maybe all of this would be less complicated. But as of now, what I know for certain is there's nothing Leah Thomas could do to be the champion of women's NCAA swimming for me because... To me, I just don't feel like she's playing fair. And I'll leave it at that. All right, y'all. So it's here. I told y'all. I told y'all. If you don't give a fuck, then this can be your time to check out. If you didn't watch the episode yet, this can be your time to check out. But I told y'all I wasn't asking y'all shit. I had started to be like, oh, I'm going to ask y'all about if y'all want me to do the recap of my favorite messy ass TV show, Temptation Island. I'm going to see if y'all want to watch you with me. That's what I was on. Not no more. Not no more. I'm doing this motherfucker. And I don't care if nobody listen. But what I will tell y'all is this. I've been saying that I was going to start this thing called Tony on tour. See this mic that I got, the extra mic I got for guests It's the brand is toner. So I call my nigga Tony and I'm sending Tony on tour. The first person who's getting Tony's already been chosen. I told her I was going to send the mic two weeks ago. I still haven't sent it because I'm a nigga and the post office is the worst place ever. But due to some other shit that happened, I actually have to go to the post office anyway. So I'm with Tony's tour is about to start. But motherfuckers always want to be on my podcast. Said we was going to do more guests or whatever. Here's an opportunity for anybody who wants to be on the podcast. After the reunion episode, get ready to, to air at Temptation Island. <coughs> anybody who been, not anybody. I'm going to give an opportunity for motherfuckers who've been fucking with the recap to put their name in. I'm going to randomly draw one. I'm going to send Tony to you and me and you will do the Temptation Island reunion uh, recap. 
and uh and full season four recap of temptation island so just to be clear what i'm saying is if you fucking with the temptation island recaps you watching it with your boy throughout the whole time i'm gonna pick somebody send them the mic i'm gonna set you up show you how to do it it's gonna be real easy don't worry you won't be on video so you ain't gotta get cute or nothing just all audio but and you will do the uh the recap together and I think that'd be dope just to kind of bring motherfuckers in. So anyway, y'all season four Temptation Island popped off this day today. Um, and I was a seasoned vet of the show. I'm excited to watch it. Now watching the first episode, it's the first episode, y'all. It starts slow. The season starts. I hope y'all was watching the little, the little preview clips and stuff and was getting like, oh shit. Okay. It's, it'll really, cause it does. It goes down on Temptation Island. I promise y'all. I got some predictions. You know, I got to put them on wax. That way we can see if I'm right. Uh, if you've never seen the show before, they in the very beginning, they stalled niggas out with the whole little under commentary because they was talking about, uh, you know, some people leave the island together. And, da, 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 and they got Rick kissing this whole bitch Ashley in the mouth. They're like, yeah, we'll leave together. We're strong. They did not end up together. They was on the reunion, beef the fuck out. He leaving with the other bitches some old shit. She was over there looking raggedy and shit. I don't stall my nigga Rick out. Rick did not really take Ashley back. He did not. So I just need that to be put out there because Ashley is trifling as fuck. I can't even fuck with Ashley. Anyway, they had that little recap and then y'all that theme song came on. And I put my homegirl on to this show. And the first time she watched it, she was like, oh, my God, this is the cringiest theme song ever. But I'm telling y'all, after you get into the show and you start to hear the mess, that motherfucker like Pavlov, bro. Y'all know about Pavlov and the dogs. He rang the bell, gave him the food. He started ringing the bell and them niggas start spitting everywhere. That song be making your boy spit. Pause. No, but for real, I hear that. You're not gonna tip me. I'd be like, oh shit. It's about to get messy in this motherfucker. So anyway, I told y'all the premise of the show. And if you if I didn't tell you the premise of the show, you're supposed to be watching it. This is supposed to be some shit that we did together. So they introduced the couples for this season or whatever. We got Ashley and Lacellis, both 27. They've been they they the black couple. There's always a black couple on Temptation Island. Usually the black couple will give you some hope or some, uh, they'll be the, the, the ones to hold you down, end up getting back together at the end. Maybe that only happened the one time season one, the black couple made it season two. Uh, the black couple did not really make it, uh, season three. The black couple had Kendall and Kendall was a dog. Kendall was the worst. He was one of the worst niggas on Temptation Island history. So, okay, whatever. This year, I was hoping that this year, I'm hoping this year, maybe we could, we could get it back. Because I watch all TV shows like Family Feud. I'm rooting for the blacks. Anyway. Um, Ashley and Lacelle has been together for seven years, my nigga. I seen so, so, so it's a couple of things that, that I feel like are clues for Temptation Island. Because I'm just, right now, I'm just kind of, you know. Giving y'all what my feel on everybody is. You need to know how long they've been together. So they've been together for seven years. You need to know how old they are. So you know how young they were when they got together. So they're 27. They got together when they was 20. You need to know if they've ever cheated on each other. 
Ashley and Lascelles don't say they cheated on anybody. You need to know whose idea it was for them to come. It was Ashley's idea for them to come. They said it was Ashley's idea. And you need to know why they came. Now, the reason why they said they came was because they had got to a really comfortable point in their relationship and they weren't as emotionally connected and whatever, 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 right? Okay, cool. Um, when we getting to know them, that's that's all we really know, whatever, right? So then, then you get Jillian and Edgar. They've been together three years. I guess I didn't catch their ages because I didn't write them bitches down. Because I'm not used to write, watching TV and writing this shit down at the same time. That shit weird to me. Um, They've been together three years since college. Um, I'm pretty sure that it was Jillian's idea. She isn't sure. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been together since she was 17. So, okay. So, she's 20. Ooh. Ooh. She's only. She's young. Young. Um, She's probably 21 because they all be drinking on the show. Um. Oh, also some shit that you need to know. How, do, do do they have any rules? That tells you a lot between what's gonna go down in this motherfucker. The motherfuckers who don't have rules, who be like, oh yeah, we just gonna go. The Ash and Hanyas of the world. That's the next couple we gonna talk about. When they don't really have any set rules, just know, niggas is about to be feeling away. It's about to go left quick. Um, but they got rules, and they rules is that like nothing past kissing, but. They've both cheated in the past. So you got some shit going to go down there. Ash and Hanya. They only been together a year and a half. Ash is 28. That's the girl. Hanya is the boy. I know with names like that, you need to know. Hanya's the man. Uh, he's 31. Ash is moving to New York. He's staying where they from, thousand miles away. He kind of wants to have an open relationship. And she doesn't trust the nigga. And it was her idea to come. This is the relationship that you know is going to be the most entertaining. Like, bro, just listen to all of these. And they're about to go. Remember, the premise of the show is that they're about to go spend a month with 12 singles who are all trying to get them to, to, to smash. Okay, got it. Then the last couple is Luke and Iris, 28 and 26. Iris is 26, Luke is 28. They've been together five years. Um, They don't trust each other. They broke up a lot in the beginning. Iris is fine. And she gets a lot of attention and Luke be texting his exes and she be catching that nigga. Um, and I think it was her idea. It was kind of hard to tell um, her. She feels like uh, he's jealous and that she he doesn't show her his feelings enough. I'm telling y'all, all this shit seems like it don't matter. But it does. I've been watching this show long enough. All these little details show you some things about what's going to end up happening in the real and, and the whole thing, once it go down, as, as the season progresses, it was signs. That's all I'm saying. There there were signs. Um. So. That's kind of that's kind of like the, the breakdown of, of the people. So anything interesting that I think happened in the first episode, that's worth noting. Uh, first of all, the singles is bold as fuck this year. Usually in the little selection process, they don't be like pointing out. Oh, you the one I want. You the one I want. They kind of be like doing a little wink or a nod or something. But it was a bunch of the singles pointing like, oh, I want you or whatever. Uh, Luke kind of showed his hand a little bit because I'm telling you, these people be knowing the people they with a little bit better than you realize. And in the selection process, I seen two things. First of all, Jillian is about to be the hoe. 
of the island. That's so. So let's just go to the predictions and why. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you my predictions and why to make this a little more concise. My first predictions: Who's gonna be the host? The girls' island. Jillian will be the host. Jillian is gonna be popping that pussy on episode two or three. I would be shocked if Jillian makes it past episode three without fucking somebody. As soon as they bring the niggas out, she's talking about, ooh, don't tempt me. Like, no, I don't trust her. She just got, and her whole vibe the whole time they talking is like on some, you know, uh, it's just no matter what happens. And uh, it's just, she just has, she just has a lot of things and she's got a real vibe about her that's like, you know, and I'm just not sure because, you know, we've never really had a chance to be with other people and we'll see and da, 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 da. And I'm just, I just really got a vibe about her that she's going to be the one to really just, she's going to be the one. I'm telling y'all, that's that's my prediction on that one. Um, and Edgar, because they both cheated and Edgar's like, I don't think he thinks, I don't think he's ready. I think Edgar... It's a tie between Edgar and Luke who's going to be the heartbroken man on the island. So in every episode, every season, there's a man who spends his whole time on the island crying because his bitch is wilding pretty much. Or because he feels like he's losing his girl or whatever. The most famous of these men was Casey, the ugly crying white boy from season three, I believe. The worst. Everyone hates Casey. But anyway, this season, I think it's a tie between Edgar and Luke because I think that Jillian is going to go live. My other prediction is that Iris is going to be the girl who gets played. Iris is going to be the girl who lets somebody, I would never treat you the way he did. I would make you feel beautiful. I would never be jealous of you. All of this other shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, And those are the ones. That's always the one who have a nigga on some just straight lying the gamer up shit. And then she end up giving that nigga some draws. And then they be at the reunion talking about, oh, we're not together no more. It didn't really work out. So Iris is also my pick to leave the island with somebody else. I think Iris is going to leave the island with somebody else. I think Hanya is the male island island hoe. 110%. Uh, Hanya was like, being clear like even when he was talking to the singles he's like oh yeah we, we here for the here and now you know and i'm a I, i'm a out of sight out of mind type of guy like that nigga was really making it pretty clear that uh he was gonna be the household he's gonna be the nigga in there who's really just like trying to smash through all the girls and that's the whole reason why he's here there's always a nigga like that um luke Luke said some shit when he was talking to one of them girls talking about if you if if she cheats on me, then I got free reign. That nigga is always in for something else. Cause like the girls on the island don't fuck with that shit. They don't fuck with the you waiting on your girl to cheat so that you can cheat shit. They like I'm telling you, I feel like Luke might end up being a nigga in the house who don't get no play. Cause it's also a lot of times it, it'd be a nigga who like the girls just don't really like like that. That might end up being Luke. I don't know. I'm trying to see from a distance. Ashley, I feel like Ashley, the black couple, the girl from the black couple, I got a feeling she might leave alone. Because I don't think that she's going to let nobody smash. I don't think that she's going to fuck nobody or nothing like that. And I don't necessarily think 
she's going to have like a strong attachment to anybody. But I just feel like at the end of it, she's not going to leave with LaCellis. And LaCellis, um, he seemed like in the first episode, like he wasn't there to fuck with them girls like that. Like he like he going to take it serious and he's there to end up leaving with his chick and all that. But man, and this is why I don't try and watch them little preview episodes, bro. Because after watching that little preview episode, I kind of got a feeling like LaCellis might, I feel like, I don't know, but that's the thing. This is what I will tell y'all though. If you're not all the way into it yet, right? What ends up making the show juicier is that just like at the end when they showing us all these little clips of all the shit that happens and you like, oh shit, does he do this? Does he do that? That's all they give them about the, uh, about the other people in the relationships. They give them 30 second clips with no context once they be in different houses. So you just see a small, they just see a small clip. They draw all these conclusions from them and then they do shit because of what they seen. So listen, if y'all list, if y'all watched episode one or if you didn't watch episode one and you're not sure about it, I'm telling y'all, I wouldn't be wasting my time with this if it wasn't going to be a one entertainment, but it's only going to be entertainment if you ride along, you know, so y'all fuck with me for the next 10 weeks. We're going to have this episode here. We're going to have these episodes here. Um, we're going to have this segment here, I'm sorry, on uh, on Thursday's episodes until it's over. And then at the end, you know what I'm saying, hopefully we find somebody rocking with us tough enough. Maybe we'll have to pull names out of a hat if we got enough people. You know what I'm saying? We'll do a dual podcast with somebody. I have a guest on here and we'll wrap that bitch up once we start putting Tony on tour. Anyway, that's the end of another great episode, y'all. You know, appreciate y'all for everything as always. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you're not following the social media platforms, do that. If you're not following on your listening platform, do that so you can get the notifications. If you're not subscribed for the $4.99, you should do that too so you can get an extra episode. You ain't got to listen to nothing about Temptation Island if you don't want to. Also, I've been telling y'all that show is on TBS. It's on USA. You can also get that shit on Peacock. <laughs> but y'all fuck with me next time. It's been love as always. Y'all vibe out to my guy Ty Keys on the outro. I will see y'all later. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. My gift to gab honest. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth being. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Being. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. Trying to see the salad with the croutons Laying the foes down like futons For the billion Yeah man you're not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast And billions 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 and